Yo, people, welcome to part two of Echo Chamber and yo, this is a fun one, right? So, um, yo, I had the great pleasure to take a look at Shutter's new creepy ass horror thriller. Oh, it's called Shook. It's called Shook. Now, I might have called it shock a few times. Yeah, I kind of um, misread. <laughs> but it's called Shook. And then after the review, people, we go into some great conversations. Okay. I had the pleasure of talking to Jennifer Harrington, who is the director and co writer. And we also speak to the star, Daisy Tutor. All right. So, people. Listen to both for sure. They're great conversations. I had a great time with both. And um, yeah, I think you're gonna enjoy it, people. Alright, enjoy. I don't know what's wrong with me, people. I've done it again. Back into the world of horror. <laughs> Yes, indeed. So, um, yeah, today I uh, I checked out Shock. You know, the new film from uh, Jennifer Harrington. Hmm, yes, you may recognise the name. Um, you know, very, very good director, writer. And, yeah, she's got this um, new, uh, new horror out. Right, so, um, yeah, she directed it, she um, co-wrote it with Alessia Glidwell, right, um, it's produced by Tara L. Craig, cinematography is Richard Wong, uh, we have um, music from... Uh, Oh gosh, who did the music? It was um, Do It Better. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Johnny Jewel owns the label, Italian um, music and everything like that, you know, uh, Glass Candy and some others, you know, so that's giving us our soundtrack and, you know, the atmospheric, all of that throughout the film and our cast. Well, we have got Daisy Tutor. You know, she plays our main character, Mia. Okay, and um, then we have, like, Mia's sister, Nicole, who's played by Emily Goss. Um, Mia's boyfriend is Santi, who's played by Octavius J. Johnson. And then you've got her friends. So there's Lanny, who's Nic Nicola Posner. Uh, we've got Jade, who's um, Stephanie Simbari. And um, then there's Kellen, <laughs> who's played by Grant Rossamere. Right, so um, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the main crew, 
right? And you might think to yourself, what's it all about? Well, when Mia, a social media star, becomes the target of an online terror campaign, she has to solve a series of tests to prevent people um, to prevent people she cares about from getting murdered. But it is, is it real? Or is it just a game at her expense? Ooh. That is the thing, people. That is the thing. So, you know, like, uh, I, I, I try and pick a good time to watch these things because, oh, God, there, there's jumps, man. This shit makes you jump. And, um, yeah, I don't know how, how down I am with all of that. Right, it opens up. I'd have to say, the, the opening was kind of interesting. Because um, we, we start off with some kind of tutorial videos. Right, so we get those. And then it jumps into a, a, a fashion shoot. Right, so we see this fashion shoot, and there's three, three of these girls. They're all done up, and uh, yeah, the, the cameras are going. You can hear people like cheering and calling for their attention. And um, <laughs> what is really interesting is, we the veil gets pulled aside. Veil gets pulled aside, and you're like, oh. Okay, interesting, very interesting. So things happen, and one of um, you know the, the the young ladies, the the makeup influencers at this event has to go to use the bathroom, and um, it's actually a real life um, makeup uh, social media influencer. Janelle Selden. So um you may recognize the name if you um if you follow you know those those channels and whatnot. But yeah, she goes into the bathroom to deal with some stuff and um it all goes a little bit bad for her. I have to say one of the worst things we see in this film might be Janelle walking around in a public bathroom in bare feet i'm like oh what is that <laughs> what is that oh <laughs> now i don't know girl, I, I was gonna say girls toilets may be a little bit different but no no they are not because i remember when i worked at the cinema sometimes you know, you there wasn't a girl on shift, so the toilets, you, you know, you had to go, so you'd block them off and go in and clean, right? Make sure that obviously make sure there's no one in there, and you and you go and clean them. And the girls' toilets were disgusting. They were oftentimes just as bad as the men's, which um, yeah, was a little shocking. Ain't gonna lie, you know. Um, so. We we go from this, and Mia was meant to have a a night out with her friends. <coughs> oh gosh, pardon me, people. Well, it wasn't such a night out, but they were doing a streaming event, right? All getting together and streaming. But 
um there is a, a you know there's a dog killer about so she decides to you know go stay at her her sister's which used to be the family house and um look after her sister's dog while her sister has to um you know go go away and deal with some stuff right so um yeah so she goes and um does that um <coughs> now her friends aren't very happy aren't very happy because you know Mia is the more successful out of all of them so um without her there they feel not as many people are going to um stream and join and it's the likes it's the hits it's all of that social media thing so i i think at the beginning on the surface you know you can look at this and you think it this is a a, a social media type film you know uh you you wonder if it's gonna be kind of along the lines of um uh, i want to say is it searching is it that john um john chow film um where he's looking for his daughter and that one you know you you kind of think oh is it kind of gonna be like that and there's a few a slew of other films that have been kind of social media centric right so you wonder right is is this the film and or, you know we so we were getting a lot of back and forth between Mia and her friend when she's at her sister's and the, I think this is when it gets starts to get you know your interest is getting peaked because I don't even know why but yo when she's at you know the the family home it's very dark do you know I mean she's she's not keen on the whole light situation which does add a creepiness to things you know what I mean and then suddenly things things are happening right she's getting messages from people she doesn't know the dog goes missing and um then it starts to get creepy it starts to get uber creepy you know what i mean like uh you might want to say a bit like um a saw or an escape room you know what I mean? Getting messages. Oh, you have to do this. Or suddenly it's the dog dies. Then it's the friends die. And it's just like, wait, hold on. Hold on. So suddenly what she perceived, you know, all the things that she thought, they're not real. You know what I mean? They're not real so it, it kind of flips everything because it's just like wait we we saw we saw her with you know the friends on light what's happening here so you're kind of like huh right what, what, what am i meant to be believing you know what i mean what am i meant to be believing i don't know i really don't know so it, it, it's you know everything is kind of messing with you a bit here 
Like, so, you mean, as the film goes on, it, it's playing, more, uh, you know, a lot with your kind of senses. It's playing with your senses. We're seeing shadows. We're seeing glimpses. You know, it's the, it's the friend situation. And you're not quite sure what to believe. Now, I think there is an interesting way that the text messages are often displayed, right? So, um, when she's in the living room, we, we see um, them projected behind her. Now, I don't know if this is a projector that she's using or if this is just a, a visual aid, right? So, we see them there. Sometimes they're... Um, you know, on the screen as well, similar to um, what they did with Sherlock. And then when people are talking to, you know, if it's a voice message or call, sometimes you have a person. It's, so it makes it look like the person is standing by her and whispering in her ear or talking to her, which does add a, an interesting element to it. And it takes the staleness out of a text message, a voicemail. So I think that's very interesting, you know? It's a nice way of showing it. And then she, you know, she has faults and sometimes they're played out with silhouettes. You know, so I liked the visual aspect that we um we get here. But the tension is definitely you know it's getting built and built and built which uh yeah it's a little worrying ain't gonna lie you know you're starting to feel a bit like oh okay right my lights are on <laughs> okay okay yeah it's all good my lights are on right and as the film is going on right you're thinking okay but where where is this going Right, because, it, you know, there is always that thought, of, is it going to be just another, right? Is that, is this just another? We then get a twist. We then get a twist that at first you wonder, is this real or is this twist part of the thing to throw? Or like, what is happening? Right, so... um. You know, you're thrown a little, but then you realize, oh, shit. This is just, a, yeah. Which then brings into question, I feel, a, a new element here. Because you get the sense that this isn't just a social media thing, right? There's more going on with this film right, which I think then makes it even more interesting, you know, I think you, you get an elevation on the storyline, so you're now like, oh, fuck, because the twist is, I mean, it calls into question a lot, definitely calls into question a lot, but then, <laughs> <laughs> things then get even more fuckeries, right, things get even more fuckeries, and we get this added shit here, which then just makes you, wait, are you, um, what is, I don't know then, I have no fucking, 
I'm, hmm, uh, yeah, you're just froze, because it's just like, wait, I, I have no clue who this could be, or why, or, now, we do get clarification a lot sooner than you may expect, right, because it's not the end, and a lot of the times it's at the very end that it's just like, oh, okay, but no, 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 we get that before, and then it turns into even, yo, something more depraved, something more depraved, something more twisted, which really makes it very, now, there are things here that you do kind of, you're gonna question, right, because there's bits and bobs that is technically like I don't know if that makes sense, right? I'm not sure if that is viable, and there is a bit, and I I'm not I'm not going to give you much on this, all right? I don't want to spoil it for you people, but there is a bit where I think it's how is that possible? Because the pain would be insane. The pain would be insane, you know what I mean? Um, so there is that, but I do think that the way everything was built up, right? The way everything was built up, and then the the way it's pivoted, I feel that's enough for you to go, okay, fine. Okay, fine. You know what I mean? We can, we can just whatever with that bit, because it just gets, gets messy, gets messy, and I feel that, that what we're now looking at, as I said, look, it, it, it's elevated from a social media kind of um, satire, right, a critique, and now it, it's more on the friendships, love, relationships, right, these are the things that are getting addressed and looked at, you know, what do we value, because what we do witness is well, it's some shitty shit, right, so it, you kind of wonder, where are the values here, right, where are the values with the people, if their choices are these, over the other choices that you will see, right, and, and I think that makes you kind of a little bit, I or maybe I'm just twisted, but you kind of side with the, uh, you know, the person, um, yeah, because you're like, well, yes, these things were said, so, <laughs> now, I just say, all of this is made possible with the performances, right, because, I have to say, I, I really <laughs> was sold by, um, Tutor, you know what I mean, her Mia, you believe, you believe a lot of the fear, right, you believe a lot of the, 
the double talk, right? The the fake. So there's, there's some of that you you get, you believe the the vapidness at the beginning, and, and then how that changes and transforms. You do buy it. Then with the friends, like um, you know Nic Nicola um Posner and uh, Stephanie Simbari. Like, you you do get that fake, you know what I mean, social media bullshit. That, hey, everything's great, and ah, oh, we love you. Like, you know what I mean, all of that comes out. But then, you know what I mean, we get that fear, right? We get that fear. So, it, it's very interesting. Octavius Johnson too, you know, with Santi, there, there is that, you know, I think you buy into what they're selling, and then the shift. You know, it's all very plausible. And Emily Goss, what she has to bring us here, you know, what I mean, everything she has to bring. You, you, because you know what I mean, like the different personas and everything, the different conversations, the emotion. Yeah, you know what I mean? You're down, right? You're down for it. So, I, you know, I mean, all of that. And then I think it's the choices that um, Harrington has made, you know, to, to help bring about the unease, the creepiness and the shocks. You know, the, the panning of the outside. You know, the, the, the choice of lighting, right? It's a friggin' dark house. <laughs> so it's that. And then the way we will move to um, Mia's point of view, right? So we'll jump to that. Or we will jump to just behind her head. So it's all of this kind of stuff that we're then seeing the film, you know, and suddenly there's a bit more light. Right, so it really adds and helps amp the tension. So, uh, and I did enjoy the way, you know, she kind of helps bring alive the phone element. You know, all of that is there. So, yeah, I, I will say, listen, I did jump. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I was, I did jump. I did jump. You know, and... I, I appreciated a lot of the choices that were made, you know, the, 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 um, the, the whole kind of Keelan thing at the end, and, um, some of the other conversations, like, I have, yeah, because I think th some of those things could have gone a certain way, but the, you know, fuck it, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, 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 yeah, I was there, I was there for that, so, yeah, it is definitely an interesting addition to, um, yeah, to this kind of trope of films, that, because I guess you would put this in with the, I know what you did last summer, the Scream, and um, those films, but it isn't, 
one of those you know what I mean I mean it's not a clone of those films but you know it's probably in the hmm the ilk you know what I mean it's a cousin of those films I mean I think you might uh yeah you might say that you know so um I think if you dig that kind of thing if you like spree you know, if you like Glass House, then I think that, um, you know, Shock is going to be for you, right? If you liked um, Host that Shudder put out last year, you know, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, now, it utilizes some of the visual tricks that we saw in Host, but they are very different right, but they do kind of give you that emotional tension, so yeah, if you enjoy those, then people, definitely go check this out, right, and remember, there is a gang of great stuff, like Host and Spree, on Shudder, so, um, you know what I mean, jump on it, people, because not only do you get shock, but you get a load of other greatness, so enjoy it, um, and if you do, go check out the glass house as well, because, uh, you know, Posner does a very good job in that, alright, people, enjoy, and make sure your lights are on, <laughs> and keep that dog close. Okay, people, so, now we've heard that, so, let's hear from the, um, people behind it. Alright, so we're going to start off with Jennifer Harrington, and then we will go to Daisy Tutor. Alright, enjoy. These are, man, great conversations. Hope you like them. Okay, people, and um, yeah, today we, uh, we are graced by Jennifer Harrington, the director and the writer of... Now, I, I thought... Now, I looked at it and it, I thought it's a shock. But, what, but then I realised it's two O's. So I, now I don't know how I'm meant to be pronouncing this. So what... <laughs> how do you pronounce your... Shook. 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 <laughs> like shook. For some reason, I spell shook differently. So... You've just made me feel really stupid about myself and my education. Thank you, Jennifer. I appreciate that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right, so um, how would you describe this film? Because I've seen people online, um, yeah, I've seen people refer to this as a social media film, but I don't know. I thought it was something more than that. I, you know, I, I, I didn't feel it was just that. Well, yeah, hopefully it's not just that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it has a very heavy social media component for sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. Um, what what hopefully goes beyond that is is the idea of you know um, people wanting to escape their own lives, and a lot of people do that with online personas and, and uh, living online. And it allows them to kind of 
avoid the things that are happening in their own life that they may not really have any control over. Um, so it, it's definitely about social media, but it's also about, you know, people just not, just wanting to escape from, from their daily troubles. <laughs> mm. Yeah, 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 no, for real. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I think in my review, I was saying, um, yeah, relationships. Like I, I saw this kind of mm -hmm. relationship kind of thing blossom and especially towards the end, then the decisions and why you made a decision. And it was just like, mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that is to play into it. I, I, I kind of, I was, I was thinking. So um, yeah, no, that's in, how did all this come about? Yeah, how, um, how well, the, yeah. the um, producer, Tara Craig, and then uh, her, someone that she worked with, Alessia Glidewell, mm -hmm. they came up with this, the basic story, which was, you know, they wanted to do something involving social media. They wanted to focus on a makeup influencer, right, um, right. you know, and, and have it kind of be one night in a house. And, um, and they asked me if I wanted to, to write it. And I said, sure. <laughs> and so then I kind of went, went off and running with it and would, you know, run stuff by them and see what they liked. And um, it's actually the first time I've written something based on somebody else's, you know, concept. And that, that was like a super interesting experience too. But I think it led to it led to some pretty interesting things. Like, I think that's why the movie has, it's kind of about more than one thing a little bit. Yeah. And it has a lot of, because we all brought our own, you know, ideas to it, I think. How did you dis, is that, I think that's an interesting thing, right? And I think you find that with collaboration, like when you're just doing something on your own, it's all you, you can dictate where it goes you know, how long it takes and all of this, but then when you add, you know, more chefs to the kitchen, it gets a little yeah. crowded and you have to kind of, well, it can do, right? And, and if you do it correctly, you bounce those ideas and it just explodes. It evolves yeah. into something great. But how exactly. did you manage to balance that? Because you see people that try and can't, but then you see collaborations that are incredible. So how did you balance that for this? You know, um, I definitely, as, as someone who's come from an editing background, um, you know, I, I've edited a lot of documentaries and films and TV and, and as an editor, you really learn that skill of, you know, taking somebody's vision and bringing your own, ideas to that, to, to try to make something even greater. Um, and so then in this regard, they had their ideas. I came to it with mine and um, it really was about, okay, as long as we were sticking to what we started out with, which was, you know, this basic concept that they had, um, it wouldn't get muddy. It wouldn't feel like too many chefs in the kitchen. All it would do is get more interesting and layered and hopefully better than anything we would have come up with on our own. Mm. Um, 
I think a lot of that has to do with people being willing to willing to collaborate <laughs> you know not that some people go into collaborations but really they just want to be in charge <laughs> yes. yeah, and I sure. think you know I think when everybody has is on the same page about just wanting to make something great um and being really open about what works and what doesn't and how to move forward I think you can really end up with something better than what any of you could have come up with on your own yeah that, that that's always the hope right yeah <laughs> that is so, when you came to a tricky situation like you know you wanted to go in one direction someone else wanted to go in another or you know you wanted so, an idea to be maybe um projected in a diff slightly different way how did you then decide on we're, gonna, we're doing this one well i mean i think at that point like uh that's where we would sort of fall into our individual roles as you know Tara was the producer and I was just the writer director and Alessia was the person who had you know had the the story idea that like you know as a producer Tara has a lot of say of of what we're going to do based on her overall idea of where this movie was going to go and and you know what she wanted to achieve with it um so sometimes she would have the final say. Sometimes if it was more of a directorial decision about, you know, look, I really think this is going to achieve what we want much better than what we had originally thought, then maybe I would have the final say. And if it's like Alessia is saying like, you know, we're getting too far away from where we originally started, then maybe Alessia would have the final say. I mean, part of it is that we're all women. <laughs> <laughs> and so it really it, there's no it's just a lot easier like nobody gets hurt feelings or you know egos bruised or it, it just made it very easy to collaborate okay that's great you know yeah and it's always <laughs> interesting to find out how people do things mm -hmm. you know because it's sometimes you'd be like oh yeah that's how I do it or Oh, I've not tried it like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna incorporate that next time. So yeah, no, that's always uh, interesting. Now the casting, how did all that come about? Because you, um, yeah, you got some great people involved with this. It was um pretty crazy actually <laughs> because we uh we'd had the script for a while, and then as indie movies do, they kind of everything can turn on a dime, like. Mm. We thought we were going to shoot and then all of a sudden we weren't shooting for a long time and then all of a sudden we were going to shoot in three weeks and we had no cash. <laughs> <laughs> and um, which was super stressful and we went out to a lot of actors and you know had a lot of auditions and we could not find the main girl. Um, it was we didn't cast Daisy until. I mean, really like the week before we started shooting. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the only way we found her, because it was just, we, we saw so many people and just nobody was, because you need somebody who can actually carry a whole film, you know, like I'm going to have to look at her face for an entire movie. <laughs> and just and, those different emotions, because I thought that was mm -hmm. one of the big things, right? It's, it's the emotions, right? So at the very beginning, in the photo shoot, it's like, hey, 
<laughs> and then you have to get that kind of, you know, that fake concern. Be like, oh, yeah, I really want to look after the dog. And then the fear. The fear. Yeah. So it all you should have to... been in the movie. I should have cast you. Well, yeah, I was waiting by the phone and it didn't go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, Daisy was the best at that. Exactly. Like, you know, um, we didn't want her just to be able to be scared. Like a lot of actresses are great at being scared, um, but we needed, again, if you're gonna watch what is essentially like a one woman show, um, the, the person's gotta be able to do more than that. And um, we just so happened, I was, I was, it was the week before we were shooting, I was freaking out. We hadn't found anybody and I was meeting with our DP and you know, telling him I'm freaking out. And he's like, you know, a friend of mine, who's, his girlfriend's an actress and you know maybe she would I was like oh like have her send a tape you know I'm looking at everything like and that was Daisy and I you know the second <laughs> I saw her tape I was like oh my god it worked she's it and I mean thank goodness <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, all, was, that all worked out nicely yes it really did <laughs> But I'm glad we held out because we, we could have cast somebody else, you know, and, and it wouldn't have been as good. You know, mm. we waited until we found the right person. Yeah. So do you get her to kind of chemistry test with the other actors or is it, you, you know, you have this one person you, and you're just like, no, they, I believe in their talent that they can pull this off. Yeah, in a movie like this, it's it's so much about her um, that, yeah, we didn't really need to bounce her off anybody else. I already, going into it, we had already figured out uh, who was playing her sister um, from months earlier when we thought we were shooting. <laughs> we had had auditions and it was like, oh, that's her. Um, and so we had her in mind when we were looking for our main character. Um, but yeah, because it's such a kind of a one woman show, it was very much her and she was the only one that really matters in the end. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess actually the chemistry doesn't really matter because there is that vapidness kind of involved with it they're like mm -hmm. oh that was great <laughs> when it's just like Ugh. you know what I mean? so, <laughs> so there doesn't have to be this great really this great relationship between the well, people to because that's you know when you were saying it's about relationships it is it's about how on online relationships aren't real yeah. <laughs> and these people you know i mean that's why you never see her in person with any of her friends and mm. they're always through screens and um and you realize that like these great friendships you can form online they may feel real but it's still not the person like you're having a very um curated controlled relationship that both of you are controlling you know and it can easily go get thrown out the bond can be broken very quickly <laughs> exactly I, re I remember when I was younger and um I, I knew this guy we were doing some club promotions and he I, I don't even know how we got into the subject 
But he was just like, oh, yeah, I got like a thousand friends. I'm like, do you? <laughs> like, do you? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Like, yeah, I got like a thousand people on Facebook. And I'm like, no, no. Exactly. Like, you might have a thousand contacts, but a friend is someone. I mean, I kind of equate a friend really to be that ride or die person. That person mm. you can call up at one in the morning and be like, she's a, tell me what happened. And you could talk them for hours and they'd be like, right. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks, I've been an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> that's, a that's a friend. Like someone, you know, something happens and they will come around and help you out. But there's right. a lot of these people, they're not, they don't care about you once, you know, that message has been sent and you've disappeared off the screen, you know? Exactly. So it, I think the, the, the whole kind of concept of friendship is, it's an interesting one that I don't think is, I think I kind of feel there's certain things that probably should get discussed within school. Like, the, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? There's yeah. like people leave unequipped to maybe comprehend certain things and relationships and friendship is a big well, one. Especially like kids today. I mean, I can't imagine like having grown up with this concept of like friends online. Um, mm. You know, I, I have to imagine it's super confusing for, for a kid who grows up with that as part of their life, because how will they, how do they tell the difference, you know, isn't it all the same? <laughs> like, whereas for someone, it's like, you know, I, I, I definitely see that world and I'm part of that world now, but I didn't grow up with that. And so it's easier for me to see what the difference is, but I think you're right. I think a lot of a lot of the generation that's growing up now, it's going to be very difficult for them to be able to tell the difference. Yeah, unless there's someone who can help guide them through it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that's the the only thing for you know you to get that understanding early on because you need yeah. it early before it, yeah. before you get broken by the whole <laughs> the whole thing and you make stupid decisions like Mia. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? she makes some pretty bad decisions. <laughs> I mean, and yeah. I you know not to say too much, kind of sided with blah blah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm like I could see mm -hmm. a point of view, right? Yeah. I definitely well Mia you did make that choice. You know what I mean? It's gonna hurt yep. some feelings. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, I think that for a lot of people that online identity that they feel like they have control over and that everybody sees is more important to them than the one that they were born with and have to deal with every day and isn't perfect. And, you know, they don't have any control over really. Mm. Um, that that's less attractive than one that you know is sparkly and shiny and online <laughs> yeah which is crazy mm -hmm. now with a film that's a lot of it is over the phone whether it's a text mm -hmm. message a voice note a phone call that isn't exactly visually compelling <laughs> No. <laughs> no. 
how did you come up with the ideas to throw in a lot of these visual tricks that you did? Because, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I I'm glad you liked it. Oh yeah, you've been like, oh my god, I'm getting, it's gonna be. A, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> no, say. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean exactly. It isn't. It it's not a very cinematic, you know, thing. People on their phones, um, but I think that the what we decided to do for a few different reasons. One is just to make it visually more interesting, but also kind of this idea of talking about these different worlds was we um, projected things, like while we were shooting, we had a projector on set and we would project the video she was watching or the text she's writing or whatever on, on a surface in the room. And the idea is sort of like, you know, when you're on your phone or your computer, that's your world. It's like you're, um, maybe you're sitting in your living room but your world is really that video that you're watching that's right in front of you. Yeah. And the idea of those, those worlds overlap and it becomes very fuzzy where you are in time and space. I mean, that sounds really crazy, but no, you know. It's a, it's a, a lot of this stuff becomes immersive. Right, mm -hmm. so that is definitely a thing. There's that bleed culture where it's like, wait, am I, the person talking online or am I deferring to mm -hmm. and you can get well you see people get lost in it like you well yeah it's like holes. it's like when you're having a conversation with somebody and they're also texting with somebody else it's <laughs> yeah. like you know and you you realize it's like it's like they're experiencing two realities simultaneously mm. and it's like which one you know which conversation are you paying attention to or like are you, if you're paying attention both how are you doing that and like so yeah like the idea was to sort of like try to find a way of like how does it feel when you're when you're engaging in this sort of media like and the idea was that it's it's in your you know in your world so that's where the projection kind of came from because uh, i i wasn't sure if the back projection was something she was doing or if it was that kind of to represent that immersiveness of it but it, it still worked right yeah. it's still, and the, the one thing that I thought was a real nice touch like with the voice notes and you'd have the person whispering in the ear and talking oh, yeah. and I was like oh that's nice like that, that that's really because yeah, it, it's that sometimes it gets in your head. Something mm -hmm. people say gets in there kind of thing. So, and it just added that extra creepy and oh, good. kind of context <laughs> to the film. So yeah, that, that was a, a that, or the silhouettes. Mm -hmm. You know, when she's thinking about thingy and thingy, you know what I mean? Doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you saw them and the silhouette of, and it's just like, oh, okay. All right, that's what we're doing. All right. Cool. Yeah. Because so much of your experience online is happening in your head too, right? Mm. It's like you're sitting there, but you're totally silent in the room by yourself or whatever on this thing, but you're having an experience. <laughs> and so again, it was trying to figure out a way to portray that so that the audience could really see see that aspect of it too. 
Now, were there other kind of ways that you thought about before you settled on this? Or was this the thing that kind of was like, you know what, let's try this. This was kind of the thing that, that I first came up with. Um, and like the idea, it, it started a little more literal where it was like actually kind of turning, turning objects and things in her world into screens. So like, okay. you know, like the window would become a screen and all of a sudden you would see the screen. But then that kind of morphed into this idea more of projections because it felt more, um, for, felt more like it was really in her environment and less of like a visual effect that we, you know, put mm -hmm. into her environment. And so that's kind of where we ended up with it. But yeah, it was always this idea of, I didn't want to just do, you know, the graphic words on the screen, which we do some of that. Um, but I, I wanted to try to find a way, again, to kind of communicate how it feels to be texting somebody. How does it feel to be watching a video of your friends? You know, um, that sort of thing. Yeah, I like that element of it. And another thing that kind of played into, because as you said, it's kind of mainly about Mia, right? So Daisy has to do a lot of legwork here, mm -hmm. but a kind of a supporting character seemed to be lie, right? Because we, you know, first she's in the house and it's kind of all the lights are off, which I'm just like, that's gonna kill your eyes, Mia. What are you doing? Like, bad for you, girl. <laughs> so it's very, it is. Yeah, it's all very dark. And then it's just like, Alexa, oh, no, Diane. <laughs> and I was like, wait, can you do that? Is that actually, is that something you can do? Can you, you change? You can. You can change ah. the name to whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I wasn't sure if it was like something you'd added to it or if that was, <laughs> you could actually realize like, oh, okay. But it was like, turn on the lights in this room. I'm just like, is that how you light a room? God damn it. That's not, but, it, but I mean, if the room was just bright, right? It, it wouldn't mm. have been the same effect. And so the way you played with the light, that really, ah, uh, goddamn! I have to watch some of these things during the day because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. It's like, yeah, our our director of photography is very talented, Rich Wong, and uh, he's also a director actually, um, and he's just super talented guy. And we talked about how even when the lights are on we wanted it to feel like the lights were off. <laughs> and so you'll notice like, even when the lights are on in most of the rooms, it still has a very dark feeling and it's more like pools of light as opposed yes. to like the whole room being lit. And um, yes, that was very intentional. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it definitely worked. It was very right. creepy and I was just like, Put more lights on me. Come on, put more lights. Your phone has a torch on it. Use the term torch. Stop using the screen. Use the torch. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, Kelly, I think we have time for one last question. Okay. So, um, you know, when it all came together, 
right? You, 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 you'd finish shooting and then you're looking at it. Like, did it all feel like the, the thing that you wanted or did you go in and tweak anything before, it, you know, it got sent off? Yes. No, we did change some stuff afterwards. Um, the big thing is that we ended up shooting the whole opening. We ended up shooting later, um, like the whole opening with the red carpet and all of that. Yeah. Um, because once we shot and we cut everything together, the movie was working, but it felt like it was, it just felt like it was really missing something at the top. And there were some other scenes there that we ended up dropping um, because they worked, but they weren't setting the right tone for what we wanted. And like what we realized is we wanted to really show you the kinds of people that are in this world yes. and kind of, you know, how this world really feels before we dived into just the house and, you know, her experience. So that was something that we did do after, kind of after we had shot and cut it together, we realized like, that was a missing piece. And the thing with that opening scene, it does kind of let you know what the film is before you know what the film is because, and I mean, because you get that first visual and then you pull back and we see behind the curtain. So in, in a way you're like, yeah, it's not gonna be what you expect. And so when you then get the, you know, the twist and the twist, you're like, oh, damn, but you've already kind of given us that at the very start. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're just like, people, <laughs> right? And then we're just like, oh. So yeah, that was interesting, the way you kind of worked that. Yeah, no, it definitely kind of the whole, once we had that new opening, the whole thing kind of went up a level. Like it all just worked a lot better and we were really happy with it. Tremendous. Oh, yeah, no. So uh, Kevin, we're gonna let Jen go and then we'll bring in Daisy, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Uh, tell Daisy I said hi. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be doing, you'll be doing interviews soon together. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye. you for your time, Jennifer. I really Thank you, it. it was great talking to you. Right. You take care. Okay, so I am here with Daisy Tutor. Tutor? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you <Wait>. said exactly. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I, I, I say things, I'm like, I did not pronounce that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do the same thing, but you got that one correct. <laughs> well, Daisy is the star of um, Shook. And um, yeah, thank you for uh, coming on and uh, talking with us. Uh, Really appreciate that. Thank so, you. Uh, yeah, I literally just um, got off with speaking to um, Jen. Uh, she says hello. Hi, <laughs> she's so great. I love her so much. <laughs> and she told us how you, um, yeah, became a part of, uh, you know, the production, which yeah. is, uh, yeah, a little crazy. <laughs> it was a little crazy, yeah. The whole thing was a little bit crazy. So, yeah, so you, you know, Someone asked you, like, oh, do you want to, <laughs> you know, send the tape in for this? Like, what did you, what what did you think? Like, you know, because you, you, had you seen anything about the story when they asked you or like? 
Yeah, so um, so I actually was friends with our uh, our cinematographer, and um, he was prepping for another film that I was working on, and he put in a good word for me with Jen, and I had a meeting with her and Tara, and we 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 got along, we liked each other. So they sent me the script, they asked me what I thought, they asked me to send it a tape, and um, I liked it, and they liked me, and. Uh, and it all worked out, but reading the script, I was um, very surprised at every turn. There's so many twists. Yes. And, um, and Jen is such an incredible director and incredible writer. So the entire story just jumped off the pages and I just had to be a part of it. And I'm just so thankful that they, uh, they thought that I should have been a part of it too. <laughs> so when you like reading this, when you read a script, right, do you read the whole of it or are you reading so many pages to get a flavor and a feel? Like, what are you looking for? Yeah, so I, when I read a script, I like to try to read all the way through. Um, there's uh, so many there's only so many well-written scripts and um, those sort of from the very first first page they they capture your attention and you you just know that it's an incredible story um, and um, but there's still there there are some scripts that are like like you read them and you're like this is so strange but then on it, it, during the production and and post and seeing the movie you're like oh it all makes sense yeah. so I, I always try to you know, give a little bit of uh, a leeway there. So I like to read the entire script from beginning to end. And um, I like to picture myself as the character that I'm being considered for. I like to sort of do my research um, and uh, learn about the story, learn about the characters, learn about the director, the producer, everybody involved, just to really get a feel of what it's gonna be like actually working with these people, actually working on this film. Um, but yeah, yeah, this was a very quick read. I think I read Jen's script in um, like an hour and, and like a little bit under an hour. It was just so fast. It just like jumped right off the pages. And initially it was called IRL, like yeah. in real life. So, so, and then we changed it to Shook after we shot it. I still like to call it IRL though. <laughs> like Shook, what is that? Oh, oh, oh. we changed this. We changed I was saying shock. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I didn't realize it was a two O's. I thought it was, O's, yeah. Yeah, for some reason, my head was saying, oh, shock. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Shock, I mean, shock works just as well. It's <laughs> shocking. The entire script is shocking. But yeah, yeah. An hour is crazy. It takes me way longer to read stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess, I guess just the way that she had it, I, I mean, it was the shooting script that I read. So it was tight. It was ready to go. Every scene in that script is in the film. So it just was like, bam, bam, bam. And I was like, whoa. And you know, there's so many twists and turns. So, so you just want to keep going because you, you're like, wait a second what this isn't what I expected so you want to find out what's going to happen next mm. so were you um a consumer of like makeup tutorials is that what you call those makeup tutorials, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I personally um I like to look at I I, I like to look at um 
like house renovations when I like scroll through online. So makeup tutorials for me, that was a new world that I explored um, preparing for Mia. And I, uh, I found two or three that I felt really captured her essence or had pieces. And I sort of took little bits from each of them. And, and I like, you know, I, I scrolled all the way down on all of their content. And I, I really took my time to understand what a makeup artist uh, on social media as an influencer, like where they're coming from and, and mm -hmm. what kind of content they create and, and how they reach out to their fans. And it's a completely different world. So it was really <laughs> fun for me to explore. I'm not in it. <laughs> and I, I'm not in it still. I just jumped in for Mia and it was really fun to really, really kind of, I don't know, like explore the internet, a different, a different realm that I, I don't normally involve myself in. So what did you think Mia needed to be, right? When you read the script and you're like, okay, I'm gonna bring this to the role. Like, what did you think, all right, I, I, I can do this. I need yeah. to do it like this. So Mia for me, it was someone who wasn't or isn't a very deep person. She doesn't really do the hard emotional work. She definitely has never been to therapy, you know, like she's, she's a person who likes to keep things on surface level. You know, she's, she's very proud of the way that she looks because she's, you know, putting makeup on her face for, for millions of people every day. And, and I wanted to sort of capture a little bit of uh, like, a, I wanted her to be kind of selfish. I wanted her to be um, you know, a little bit unaware because she doesn't know her friends really. She doesn't really know who, who her people are. She, she just sort of fits into this category of, of good looking people and floats around. And, um, and I don't really think she has like a super, you know, good grasp on, on who she is. You know, she has goals. She wants to go to college. She wants to do all kinds of things, but she also isn't really thinking about other people. Like she never considers her sister and like, uh, that's very. Yeah. Why didn't you do that? Huh? Why didn't you do that? <laughs> you know, I'm sad. It's not a very nice thing. I know. I know. She, yeah, she's, she's just as one of those, one of those people who, uh, who right here, right now, you know, the, the hottest, newest thing is most important to her and the connections that she makes to people with people aren't necessarily what she's searching for in life. Mm, yes. And um, she's not really a dog person, it would seem. Not a dog person. <laughs> not a dog person. Definitely, yeah, she's, she does her best, but I would not trust Mia to watch my dog. <laughs> So um, to not give too much away, but what do you think of baseball bats right now? <laughs> That's a heavy question. <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with baseball bats. <laughs> a very, very, um, oh man, that scene was wild to shoot. Getting into that headspace of, of you know, taking a bat to myself <laughs> without giving too much away yes. um it it was crazy it was crazy the 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 whole 
game that Mia is involved in that she doesn't really she she has zero power in this game and mm. so she just feels like she has to do these things and um and there's not a lot of of course she she has to do a lot of you know like problem solving but there's not a lot of deep thinking involved there's not a lot of wait a second there's something else that we can do here she just jumps the gun and and tries to do her best and she thinks that she's saving her friend she thinks that she's doing <laughs> a good job but really really she just is not <laughs> yeah there's what so when you're making you're doing those scenes right and you have to kind of project to the audience like what were you thinking with that because right obviously there's a fear element but then there's anxiety there's you know just this tension and all of that so you know to be able to offer that to the viewers like yeah. what were your kind of things like right I, I need to do this like what was the kind of things running through your head with all of that yeah, so I I'm a big on annotating. I um I was professionally trained as a theater actor. Um so I go through the script and I annotate every single line as far as what the thought process is for Mia. So by the time I was on set, I had already been there, I'd gone there, done the hard work, gotten my mind, my headspace there. I really only had like four days to prepare for the role, but I spent all four of those days trying to understand what she would be thinking in each of these situations. And um, and then we also, we had, uh, we, we shot this over about 12 or 13 days. So th there was there was an energy on set that was I was able to tap into and bring into Mia as well. Just the anxiety of making sure we get the shot. I'm the only actor on set. So there's, there's anxiety around that as well. There's, you know, a lot of different energies flowing and, and being able to take those and and use them as you know like a projection for for Mia that was that was super helpful mm. so and Jen and I sat down too she and I sat down and went through the entire script and she was like this is what I'm thinking for for this part what are you thinking and we would do like sort of a collaboration and then on set as well I would be like well this is what this is where I am and this is what I think Mia would do but what what do you think and and we would sort of go back and forth and really it was a really collaborative process um, um she's she's an incredible director just just so helpful and and really hands-on and great with helping me get to the mindset especially if I wasn't con completely understanding it or, or if I had something different and, and her vision was you know a little bit different so we were able to just sort of match up and it was like a team it was it was so great ah cool now how was it shot like because there's a lot of emotion here yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean so if you're not feeling it, filming it sequentially, right? And this is a crazy thing that I, I remember when I first started to, um, you know, talk to actors and directors and stuff, you've learned that a film isn't shot how you see it, yes. right? And it's just like, wait, so you shot the middle last? And it's be like, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. Huh? how does yeah. that? So it's just like, 
when you're shooting and there is all ugh, there is all these different emotions like in some scenes you know early on you're happy then there's the tension the fear the yeah you know, so how do you go from one scene to the other if it's not sequential like this is where my annotating yeah. comes in handy um because i also my um well, everyone on set was so helpful. Everyone on set was was aware of what scenes we were doing, and um, and like I said, Jen and I we had a shot list, and you know we it's all over the place. So um, I had to go back to my script and see what happened before, what happened after, where we are now, um, and then pull myself into that mindset. But um, just knowing knowing Mia back and forth, knowing the pages back and forth, knowing it all like the back of my hand, um, that was super helpful. But the costumer, you know, wearing the correct outfit, you know, some sometimes I would have blood on my sleeve or it would be scene 12 and there's no blood or there's lots of tears or there's no tears. So the makeup artist and the costume designer are really helpful with those elements. And then Jen was super helpful with the um, with the emotional side. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but jumping back and forth was, that was intense. That was pretty crazy. There is, um, there was one day where it was just like Mia crying sequences. So there's a lot of that in the film and it just was, it was like for me personally, emotionally tolling. And I went home at the end of the day and I was like, <laughs> I can't feel my face <laughs> but, but that's the fun of it and and it, it keeps you on your toes when when you're switching up scene by scene and going back and forth so I really enjoy it but do you use like music to help shift the mood so once mm -hmm. once you've done a day like that is there a certain song you might put up is like I need to feel happiness <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, after like being so sad and crying. Um, yeah, I love music. I I am a huge fan of Mac Miller and um, Modest Mouse as well. Two completely. Oh, spectrum. okay. Yeah, those yeah. those are sort of like my go tos. They've they've floated in and out of my my own personal life. So I have you know connections where you know I hear a song and I can imagine myself in a happy place. Um, but also, uh, my boyfriend at the time was cooking me dinner every single night and that was just that was that was so helpful for <laughs> coming down decompressing coming back into my happy place like my just like where I where I am which is a very happy place <laughs> so, so yeah that was super helpful uh -huh. nice and to get the, to really get into those emotions right do you utilize you know past like personal experiences be like oh I remember the time when blah blah did that or oh and I fell and that and to be like okay and visualize that and be like okay and see you know you, you can pull on that to feel or is it just yeah. you've you know because obviously you've been doing this for a while so you can now like you understand how to bring those emotions forth without needing a trigger you know I think both would be true. 
Um, there's, I definitely have little files in my brain that I can pull out to, to go back to that memory and meditation really helps with that. Um, I grew up with animals. So I grew up with dogs, cats, and we grew up in the country and sometimes they would run away. Sometimes they would get hit by cars. And so that particular instance of my life, um, that moment, I was able to bring those, those images to my mind as Mia, because there's, there's dogs involved. There's, you know, sadness with dogs <laughs> involved. Um, so that was really helpful. But uh, I, I do like to imagine myself in that particular instance um, with with Mia as Mia. I like to go there and and what what would I actually do in this in this instance? What what would I what would I be thinking? How would I be feeling? And I like to try to keep that as genuine as possible, those emotions, um, but definitely past memories of my own personal experience, for sure, help bring those to, to the forefront. <laughs> Aha. Ah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, because I think that's something you always wonder, right? And, and yeah. you hear a lot of different kind of, you know, ways other actors and actresses utilize experience and music and just different things to get into those mind spaces. So it's always kind of be like, oh, I wonder how they did that. So yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so cool to be able to explore different emotions and to, to trigger them in yourself without actually experiencing the actual situation. Um, it's my favorite part about acting is, is to be able to discover different ways that I could be if I went down a different path or if I chose to do something different with my life. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think that is very interesting. And I, and I think humans, the human experience is the most fascinating thing and how humans express and share their emotions. Um, so watching other people also helps watching films of people who I am inspired by helps as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's really fun to bring myself into that place. I just say, <laughs> when, <it's> <laughs> yeah, with the needles, right? I have to say, I, at the end, when you started doing multiple, I, that's what I would be like, because I'm thinking, just pick up more than one, Mia. Yeah. More than yeah. one. And then, and yeah. then you did. Like, but did you actually have to, you know, break this? Like, was there actual... A real needle? That? No, we had, we had an amazing um, visual effects person on set. And we were able to do um, uh, practical VFX while we were all actually filming, which I always think practical VFX are the coolest of course um you know the computer generated ones but that's where you get the explosions and the weird things. <laughs> but, but we had uh we had props of needles we had real ones and we had fake ones and it was very important to the prop director that I knew the difference <laughs> because I was I was putting them on my skin and and but the the fake needle um retracted into the syringe instead it of real the production value, the, the team, they, they all were all in. Everybody was just so on board and, and wanting to make this film look as good as possible. So 
I, while we were filming it, Jen, actually, that's her, that's her least favorite part. She hates needles. Um, I have this picture of her. She's, she's in the corner, the monitor, she's sitting on the ground, the monitor is up here and she's covering her face. And I'm, I'm like injecting myself with needles. And she's like, I can't watch. I know it's not real, but I can't watch. So, so that was, I mean, like even on set, it was such a, like a, so, such a crazy scene. Um, and then the multiple needles, that was pretty intense too. I've never, I've never actually inject or, or put a needle in my skin. So, um, so this was, this was new to me. Uh, I kind of wish I would have had more time to prep because I would have gone to my friend who is a, a dental assistant and, and asked her to show me what it actually looks like and what the actual process of, of that would be. But I don't think Mia would have had that training. So I think it, it ended up playing off really well. Yeah, I mean, she didn't know the Bee Gees, so I don't think she would have known how to do a needle. <laughs> yeah, that's true, that's true. You're exactly right. <laughs> how many takes did the was the balcony scene at the end? How, how, how much did you have to do for that one? I had a stunt double. Oh, I I was like, let me jump off, and they were like, <laughs> You're too precious to, to us. We only have one of you. We can't let you drop off this balcony. But I, one of my favorite things, one of my personal favorite things to do is go skydiving. So I'm like, let me jump off things. Let me jump into things. Let me just, let me just send it all the way. But everyone on set was super concerned for my safety, which I appreciate. And I think was probably the best, but I was like, she's jumping onto a mat. Let me do that. Like, but she why do you care about me? I want to no, do right? <laughs> I'm just an actor. Let me jump. Um, my mom is like, if someone jumps off a bridge, are you? And I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> and like, I did it last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, during quarantine last year, I was I was getting very antsy. I I jump. I skydived like four times because I was like, I need to leave my house. So I went as far away from my house as I could. Um, but I actually. Skydiving? Yeah. Oh, uh, a total, I've gone six times. Uh, tandems or are they? They're so tandems. They're tandems. But the last three jumps, my tandem instructor was like, "This, you, why, why, why are you doing tandem? You need to just go solo." So I guess that's my next move: is jumping okay. solo. Nice, yeah. nice. I've only done the indoor, which is. How was that? Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. Magical it's so experience. much. Fun. You can do flips and stuff in in those. Yeah. Were you able to like spin around and like move your in the air? It, it's. I feel it's like my ice skating. Sometimes mm -hmm. I am great. Other times I just nothing but ice. Right. <laughs> so sometimes you're like, I've got it. I've yeah. got it. And you do a little thing, and then suddenly it's like, oh. I've lost it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. I feel the, that. It's the, it's the rush that's just oh, like, yeah. Whew, yeah. Crazy. That's why I was like, let me jump. But I think actually it only took three or four takes to get her her jump. Okay. And yeah, yeah. So she she was great. She was she was a, an excellent stunt double. So it looks like we're coming up on time. Kevin, are you good or you want one more question? Um, oh, can we do one more? Sure. Okay. 
Splendid. Okay, so how different, because, you know, Glass House is creepy, scary, weird. Like, how different was it to do this one? Um, you know, this was very, uh, like, a natural acting style um, with a lot of gore, a lot of blood. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was just, this was just, uh, uh, you know, you have to take the, the scary moments and, and try to make them as real as possible. Like the, the, someone's in your house, the, the door's unlocked, the, what's going on? You know, those are, those are real fears that people have, you know, you, you, someone could just break into your house. And, and that's something that was really fun to tap into for Mia is to, to really bring those fears to life. And then you just have to, you know, make sure you're not thinking about it when you're actually at home. You're like, what was that? <laughs> like, oh, what's going on? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's a little freaky. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I think I could, uh, I think I could handle an intruder. Okay. Sure. All right. <laughs> nice. Well, you jump out of planes, so. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> jump out my window. Well, thank you both very much. Uh, we greatly appreciate your support of the film, Kevin. Ah, no worries. It was great. I really, um, yeah, I loved it. And I appreciate your time. Thank you, Daisy. This Thank is, you, yeah, Kevin. This is great. So, uh, yeah, hope um, Thursday, right? That's when it drops? Yes. Yeah. 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 Hope, um, you know, you get a lot of uh, good support online from it. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure to speak with you. All right. I look forward Thank to you both. whatever you do next. Yay. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. okay people so yeah there you have it we are done now go to the episode details right you're gonna have um you know their socials you can follow them you know real talented um couple of young ladies right there you know and people go check out shudder it is a great and it's a must-have if you're a horror fan, you know? So, um, you know, we've talked about tons of um, great films that are on the platform. So, uh, yeah, go enjoy, have fun, and definitely take a look at Shook. Because there are some twists that, yeah, definitely don't see coming, you know? It is, uh, yeah, it's a good film, people. So, enjoy. And then, go check out Part 3. And if you haven't already already there's part one too all right people enjoy have fun all right go do you